Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And joining me today is Dustin Peterson. Dustin is an author. He's he's an expert in a field that I think is so relevant to what we're doing here at Live on Purpose. And Dustin, I am so excited to welcome you to our show here today. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thanks, Dr. Paul. Glad to be with you. Appreciate you giving me some time. It's it's fun to be introduced as an author just as your book is coming out. <laughs> right? Feels good. Yeah, for sure. I uh you know, I'd self-published a title a number of years ago and uh and that felt fulfilling, but there was just yes. always this kind of bucket list goal I had to to publish formally through an official publication and and here we are and so I I, I love that. I appreciate that. We'll be talking a little bit more about your book uh, toward the end so that we can get people connected to it, but it's called Talented, and it's all about tapping into this true principle that we all uh, come kind of prepackaged with with God-given talents, and we're not always aware of them. Sometimes we're just clueless to the, to the level of talent that's been already built into us. Is that a fair starting place? Yeah, that's a great place to start. And really kind of the impetus for why I wrote the book and even kind of dedicate my life to talents is I, I myself struggled to identify what my talents were early in life and graduated uh, with a college degree, but no clarity about where I fit in the world. And it really led to some pretty depressing moments in life because I thought, what what is my purpose on earth? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. And it was through a number of kind of chance interactions that I started to realize I have innate ability. And if I could center my life around it, it releases a ton of joy and satisfaction and happiness. And the more I started to ask around, the more I realized, you know what, everybody else has this too, but almost nobody recognizes it. Most people aren't clear on what these superpowers are. And I thought, wow, why is this so hard? What can, what can I do to help people gain that clarity about who they are and what they do best? So that's what's really led me to this point of, of helping pick people figure out what those superpowers are, what those talents are. This came from your own journey. What, and and I did. you're sharing that, Dustin, because sometimes we get inside of our own skin and we start to think, oh, something's wrong with me. It's really a version of what I call the special case syndrome, where where we start to believe somehow that there's something kind of uniquely wrong with us. Uh, Or it could go the other way, that there's something uniquely really cool about us. And even though there might be some truth to both of those statements, everybody's special, but nobody's a special case. And I think you discovered this in your journey as you called them chance interactions. And I'm not sure I believe in chance so much as maybe this is perfectly designed for you, Dustin. Right. Probably was. That's probably true. Yeah. 
Yep. I, uh, so early in my career, you know, like most people picked a job that led me down a path to contributing to a company and organization and found very little fulfillment in, in it. In fact, I came home one day, my wife and I were newly married and she was pregnant with our first child. And I came home after another miserable day on the job. And I was leaning against the wall, talking to her while she was cooking dinner. She said, how was your day? And I said, it was, it was okay. And she said, what's wrong? And I said, nah, nothing. It was all right. And she said, I can, you don't seem right. Something's weighing on you. Right. And I, I just broke down. I slid down the wall. I'm a six foot five guy. And I slid down the wall and crumpled into a ball on the floor and started to cry. And she's cooking boiling water, cooking dinner with a pregnant belly, looking at her, her husband crumpled up on the floor, crying, thinking, what is happening? And she said, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? What's occurred? And what had happened, Dr. Paul, is that it had caught up with me. And, and I told her, you know, I hate my job. I can't do it any longer. It's draining me, sucking my soul. And it wasn't that the organization was bad or the company. It's that I was totally incongruent with who I am. I just wasn't utilizing those talents. And so you're right. Maybe it wasn't a chance interaction, but it was enough to wake me up and say, why, like, what, what do I do? And she, bless her heart, said, you know what? If this isn't it, let's quit and go figure it out. And that's what we've done. Uh, we've quit and figured it out. Gutsy move for a pregnant wife. <laughs> I'm telling you, she had her hand on the boiling water too. And so there the breadwinner is curled up on the floor. That could have gone any number of directions, but she's uh, a blessed woman, empathetic, kind, loving, and uh, ultimately supportive. Wow. And that led to a journey that helped you to discover an important truth about yourself that you didn't even know before. Tell us That's a little right. bit about that discovery. Yeah, it actually, interestingly, took a few more years and a few more moves. But one day I was working in Las Vegas at a university. And um, while I was working there, I came, I went into a session. I didn't think anything about a professional development session. I started to discover the, the power of talent, that there were these kind of unique, innate things that each of us has and most of us don't recognize. And yet these are our competitive advantage. They're the thing that makes us different. It's what helps us succeed and be happy and fulfilled. And I started to identify my talents and say, wow, I, I knew this, but I didn't know it. And I asked the question, why? Like, why don't we know this? And I, I think there are lots of reasons, Dr. Paul, why we don't know our talents. I think for one, we, we have this thing in society called a deficit perspective, which is that we love to focus on what's broken and what's left out instead of what's good and what's left in. Mm, mm. I think we struggle with, with something called this scarcity belief, which is this idea that there's not enough to go around. Like only a few of us got talent and the rest of us got skipped. Like we stepped out of line when the talents were being distributed and we, we never got, got our chair. Or there's a third one I think is fascinating, which I call it the humility complex. And, and this is where we, we value humility so much as a society that it actually can get in the way of our ability to be self-aware. Because what happens when somebody comes up to you and says, hey, you are so good at that. Like you're the best I've ever seen. We, we activate humility and we say, oh, no, it was nothing. I'm not that good or that special at that thing. It just much like I said to you today, it was a chance interaction or I just got lucky. We want to come across as humble, but what we instead do is we undermine our talent and we actually convince ourselves over time. Maybe I'm not that good at that. Like I'm not trying very hard at this thing. So it must not be something I'm good at. 
it's this whole idea of if I didn't work really hard for it, then I don't deserve the praise mentality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's interesting that you would mention that in particular, Dustin, because I've done a lot of thinking about this humility, which when we really dig into it, isn't humility after all. In fact, it's, it's actually a form of destructive pride where we're clinging to an opinion that is not true. Mm. If you think about it that way for a minute, you know, uh, to deny our talents is, is some kind of a violation of what I think true humility would be, which is where we, we can embrace and accept our, you call them God-given talents. And if God yeah. gave them to us and he knows that they're there, for us to deny it is this destructive pride cycle where we're saying our opinion is greater than God's opinion. So true. That's powerful. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that way, but that's a great way to articulate it, right? It's this idea that I'm going to deny this very thing. That's very best about me. Right. In the name of humility. And this is a tricky one because humility is important. It's powerful and it's a, it's a powerful attribute, but when we get it wrong, we actually undermine our own talent. I wonder, I've, I'm glad that we can have this conversation, Jay, because I think you get this. And, and when, when we look at it, instead of humility, which I think is an important virtue, but we have to define it correctly. What if humility were when our own opinion matches God's opinion? Oh. And if God gave us this talent then we don't have any position to deny that at all. But a humility would, would be more of a, you know, somebody compliments you on something. You say, thank you. That means a lot. Exactly. exactly. And then in the back of your mind, you give the glory to him, right? And you say, thank you. I appreciate you, you telling me that. In your mind, you say, and, and thank you to God for giving me that talent and the opportunity to go and use it. Right. Then it becomes more of a, a stewardship than That's some right. kind of a privilege. It's if God gave it to you, maybe there was some purpose for it too. And the, the name of our show here today is Live on Purpose, right? Live on Purpose Radio. That's right. There has to be some purpose for these talents. And I'm curious to find out what you've learned about that, because I know that you've thought about it. Big time. Yeah. So the next kind of move mentally for me after realizing that I have talent and that I often don't recognize it was to start to ask the question. So how do I figure this out? Like, how do I figure out what these talents are? Mm. And one thing that was really helpful for me in that process was recognizing that there are different kinds of talents. And most of us only recognize one kind. And if we could recognize all the other kinds, we might suddenly see some things that we're naturally good at that we didn't realize. So for example, for the listeners on the podcast today, if, when, when we even talk about the word talent, I'd be curious what comes to their mind. I bet it's things like athletics, music, cooking, dancing, baking, art. And these are all, yeah. in fact, talents and very powerful talents, speaking, writing. The challenge with those talents 
is that they are only one kind. And I call those doing talents. Doing talents are observable. They're things I can see. Right. And therefore, they're the easiest ones to identify. But if somebody doesn't have those talents, then they're left asking the question, so do I just not have any? When in reality, they might have one of two other kinds of talents. Mm. The second kind I call thinking talents. And thinking talents are not easily observable, but are just as powerful. This might be the ability to generate good ideas, or maybe it's the ability to, to retain information, or perhaps somebody is gifted at analyzing problems and breaking them down into smaller components or strategizing about how to solve things. Maybe you're a quick learner, or you're that person that uh, everybody goes to, and you always remember those random facts of NPR, right? right. You're, you've got thinking talent. The third kind are called feeling talents and feeling talents are the ability to connect, to influence, to, to motivate, to relate with people, to inspire, to empathize. These are all feeling talents. If we could start by recognizing that your talents don't look like somebody else's talents and that's okay. It's empowering to begin to say, Oh, I didn't know being a peacemaker was a talent or I didn't realize that, being super organized was a talent. It opened our mind to the different kinds of talents. That's, that's beautiful, Dustin. And it, it opens up possibilities that we may not have even considered before. Folks, when we come back from this break, we'll get into some of the other things that, that you can do to start identifying your God-given talents. This is Dustin Peterson at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com. And we're back. Dustin Peterson today at Live On Purpose Radio. He's the author of a book called Talented, and it's all about identifying and really bringing to the world your God-given talents. Dustin, you're saying that everybody has them. I, I, I love where you took us in the first half to realize, look, there's different kinds of talents out there. And what we usually identify are those doing talents, which are, you know, the sports and the arts and the, the skills that are observable. Yeah. But then you're suggesting there are also talents of thinking and feeling talents as well, which is really handy for a psychologist because you included the entire cognitive triad. 
thinking, feeling, and doing. It's what our brain is in charge of. And you're saying we can have talents in any of those areas. That's right. That's right. I want to talk a little bit now about how to figure these out, because that's the big question, right? Okay, I see that there are different kinds, but how do I identify mine? Yeah. This, to me, was a big revelation in this process, which is the key to identifying talents is energy. Talents are, are hardwired into who we are, and therefore, because they're so innate and a part of who we are, when we utilize those talents, it's like traveling down a super highway in our brain. It releases endorphins. It feels good. It feels natural. You feel strong, in control, authentic. These are descriptors people use, right? When you go down roads that are not natural abilities, it feels difficult. It's like traveling down a bumpy road, a narrow, bumpy road. Mm -hmm. Hard, difficult, challenging, not natural. So if the key then is to go down the super highway, we can really do this by identifying energy moments throughout the day. One thing I have my clients do is do what's called energy tracking, which is very simple. There are two ways to do it. The first way is the most effective. That's to have a note card or a piece of paper with you throughout the day. And anytime you find yourself feeling natural, fluid, in control, powerful, you lose track of time, things go quickly, you write it down. You say, what was I doing? You capture the talent. You capture that moment. Mm -hmm. The second way to do it is after the fact. At the end of the day, you can go reflect on your day and say, what did I do today that released energy? And what did I do today that drained energy? Because one thing I've realized is at any moment of any day, you're doing one or the other. You're either activating it or, or draining it, right? Pay attention to those moments that re release energy. You've got to capture them first. Step two is you've got to go dig into them. You've got to understand what was it about that thing that released energy? Like what was the actual raw material? So let me give you an example. I was working with a student uh, when I was teaching at Rice University who came into my office and we had many conversations about talent. And he walked in and I said, okay, Julian, back up. Tell me about a moment in the past week when you were alive, when you were on fire, what were you doing? He said, I was building bikes. I work over at the bike, the bike uh, fix it shop here on campus. And I got to build bikes from scratch. Now, most people would walk away from that and say, his talent is building bikes. You should go be a bike builder. Well, there's not a lot of money in bike building. Right. And so we dug into it a little bit and I started to ask him questions like Julian, tell me what about bike building is powerful. Like, what do you enjoy about it? Why does it release energy? Tell me about the moment that is most exciting for you. Is it the instructions? Is it the materials? Is it using your hands? Is it the completed product? Is it delivering it to the customer? Like what releases the energy? What we got to at the end of this, Dr. Paul, is he said, I love taking complex problems and using my ability to break them down to manageable steps in order to achieve an outcome. Yeah. That's a powerful statement. Suddenly his talent is in bike building. It's problem solving and breaking down complex problems. I asked him the question. I said, Julian, do you ever use that anywhere else in life? And as he thought about it, he thought, Oh man, I totally do. I'm an engineer. And now I'm thinking, why was I so drawn to an engineering major? Because that's what we do. We take complex problems. We break them down. We drive them forward. I caught up with him recently and I said, Julian, what are you doing? He said, I'm running a marketing company. I was like, what? I thought you were a mechanical engineer. What happened? Yeah. You're not using your talent? He said, oh, Dustin, I use my talent every day because I take a complex problem for a company. 
I break it down to manageable steps and I help them figure out how to drive their marketing forward. He said, I'm also doing art and selling art on the side. I said, what does that have to do with anything? He said, I take a vision of what I want it to look like. I break it down to complex steps or simple steps. And then I create the masterpiece that I go and sell. Yeah. The talent was across all aspects of his life, right? It wasn't bike building. It was complex problem solving. So we need to watch out for the specific contexts in which our talents may manifest. That's going to give us some insight into what they are, but that doesn't mean that's our talent. There's something about it that will reveal our talent if we step back from it and take a look at it as you're suggesting. Where else does this show up in your life? That's right. That's the, what you just said is the power question. What is it about that activity that releases energy for you? Now, for some people, this is challenging. And, and that might be because they don't do a lot on a daily basis that releases energy. Or it's just difficult to figure out. So a second way I've found to identify this is to ask other people. It's hard to see the picture when you're inside the frame. So you can't see yourself because you are the beautiful painting. But other people see you all the time. So I will oftentimes have clients talk to 10 to 20 people who know them well and ask this question. Tell me about when you've seen me at my best. What was I doing? Why was it powerful? What they get back are data points, 30, 40 data points from people where they say, Dr. Paul, you are the best at conducting powerful interviews that we've ever seen, right? <laughs> and when you have 30 people, Dr. Paul, that, that give you that feedback, you sit back and start to start to listen to that and say, you know what? There might be something there. Yeah. My clients come back to me and they're almost always, there's tears associated with it because they say that was so affirming so vulnerable and so affirming because I realized that everybody else sees my talent. I'm the only one that doesn't see it. And that's the great paradox of talent. The hardest, the, the person that has the most difficulty identifying it is you. Everybody else already knows it because they get to experience it every day. There are some psychological reasons for that too. And it makes sense, Dustin, because think about it. Your talents because they're your talents, come very naturally to you. That's right. And anything that comes naturally to you, you will, you will also naturally devalue. <laughs> You'll, Isn't that so interesting? Why is it that way? But you're yeah. right. Well, because it comes so naturally to you. You're like, well, this is easy. Well, sure it is for you. But that doesn't mean it's easy for everybody else. In fact, it's probably amazing to some people to see what comes right. so easily to you. Totally right. Exactly. So we've got to silence that resistance long enough to just accept and acknowledge the things we're gifted at. And then we've got to go do something with it. We've got to take those nuggets, those, those pieces of talent and go and build them, apply them build your entire life around those things and watch what happens as it releases energy and satisfaction and engagement. These things have a, it's a virtuous cycle and they continue to grow. I'm curious, Dustin, about what you've seen with some of your clients and as you've guided people through this process of discovering their talents, because I've seen this in my practice um, where when it comes to them, you know, when the lights go on and they're like, Oh, there's almost always a reaction of, I was kind of hoping it was that. But, yeah. But then they get in their way a little bit and they're like, but I don't know how I could make a living doing that. Yeah. 
you know, that gets in the totally. way sometimes. And that's because people they're, they're thinking of, of talent maybe too broadly, right? They're thinking bike building instead of complex problem solving. The beauty of talents is they're transferable. Right. One of my talents is the ability to synthesize information. I can take lots of information and synthesize it down for people. And I use that as a coach every day, but I also use it with my teenage daughter. I use it in my, my responsibility at church. I use it um, almost every day with anybody I talk to. They tell me what's going on and I try to synthesize it down and provide solutions. So these talents are transferable and they should be used across all domains of our life. Which is really good news <laughs> because right. you, don't, you don't approach this by saying, okay, what can I go make some money doing? And that's a mistake that's right. a lot of people make. If, if you'll hone it down to, okay, what are my God-given talents? What is it that I can uniquely contribute in a variety of contexts? Then most likely you're going to be able to take your talent, whatever it is, and you're going to be able to apply it at home and at yeah. work and at church and wherever you go. You're taking it with you everywhere because it is you. It's, it's part That's of right. who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, do you have one? Do you have time for one last anecdote, Dr. Paul? Just maybe a, a closing charge for your listeners? That we have just enough time for that. Yes. Just a few years ago, I was uh, down in South Texas teaching a group of 200 high school seniors how to identify their talent. And that's a challenging thing to do. We were in a big auditorium and I started by saying, raise your hand if you have a talent. 200 people, one hand goes up. I think, man, that's not right. So we start to talk about it. Everything we've talked about today on the podcast and I had them pairing up. I had them sharing energy energizers. I had them coming up with their talent statements. And at the end of that, the energy was electric. And I oh. asked the group, I brought them back together to close out. I said, raise your hand. If you identified a talent today, 200 hands go up. I said, wonderful. Raise your hand. If you'll share it with everybody else, 200 hands go down. I said, what just happened? Let's try that again. Raise your hand. If you discovered one, all hands go up. Keep it up if you'll share it with us. All hands go down. I said, what is that? Why is that happening? There was silence. And then one student up in the front says, what if I'm not that good at it? Another student speaks up and says, what if people laugh? Another student speaks up and says, what if everybody now expects me to do that? And I'm not going to be successful. Doubt. Fear, resistance, anxiety stop people from doing what they do best. And so my challenge to your listeners, my challenge to these students that day, I said, if you do nothing else, when the opportunity arises, raise your hand. When someone says, we need somebody who's gifted at this, raise your hand. When somebody says, we need somebody to go and take on this challenge, raise your hand. But folks, we've got to raise our hand when the opportunity arises and lean into the discomfort. I promise your talent will be there for you and you'll be successful but you've got to take the risk. So go take the risk, figure it out and go do something with those talents. I promise you good things will come. Uh, and I will back you up on that, Dustin, because I've seen it time and time again. It requires facing some fears and some uncertainty. Yeah. We have those naturally as human beings realize that those talents are there and that they are valuable and that they are discoverable and shareable. Uh, Dustin, this is the whole purpose of your book. Tell us a little bit more about Talented uh, and where people can connect to that. 
sure. Talented is coming out. Uh, it actually came out June 8th. And so um, excited for it to be out and, and on the shelves. It's at cedarfort.com. You can also find it at amazon.com. Uh, the name is Talented, Discovering and Using Your God-Given Talents to Find More Joy in Life. The book takes you through where talents come from. In the middle of the book, we spend a lot of time with practical, actionable activities you can do to go and discover your talents, the top three or four activities I use with my clients. And then I close out the book with some specific calls to action, how to go and apply your talents. So again, that's cedarfort.com. You can also find it at amazon.com. Wonderful. Folks, you've, you've heard it. Hopefully, as you're listening to our conversation here today, you've felt something those feelings are important. Pay attention to that because it's probably nudging you to look into and discover your talents. They're there for a purpose. You've heard it from the author himself, Dustin Peterson. It's time for all of us now to go live on purpose. Purpose.